Hi, and welcome to the Vine Missions Podcast, a short series exploring the topic of childhood development, the role of fostering and adoption, and how the Christian faith calls us to care for the children in our community. Over these sessions, we're going to sit down with a number of special guests to hear about their experiences in caring for vulnerable children in Hong Kong and how we can play an active role in helping children grow in a flourishing environment. I'm Michelle Wong, the Missions Associate. And my name is Nathan DeLista, the Missions Pastor here at The Vine. In this four-part series, we're sharing a number of conversations with adoptive parents and leaders of incredible organizations who have been caring for some of the most vulnerable children in our city. This week, we have Nick and Chloe Banks share their adoptive journey in starting a family. Nick and Chloe walk us through the joyful moments, the challenges, and how the church community can gather around and support adoptive parents navigate their own journey. Nick and Chloe, thank you so much uh, for giving us the time to just to talk through this and to you know, highlight some of the things that you have uncovered um, over the, this, this personal journey for you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us. So um, let's, let's jump into this. Um, the first question, maybe highlight a little bit for us. What was this, um, this journey look like for you? Yeah, we, what was the motivation? Um, where did you kind of get to that point where you thought, okay, like as far as being an adoptive family, that this is something that you felt was you know, a journey for both you um, in starting a family of yourself? Yeah, I think growing up, uh, I didn't really know many people who were adopted. Um, I didn't have too many friends who were adopted and for me it was it was really going to visit some orphanages um, in China and some other places where there were children without families and um, just as a teenager coming home from that experience knowing that there are so many children without families um, in the world um, not just on the other side of the world but here you know in our own communities where we live and um, yeah I mean even as a as a pretty young person I knew that this was sort of how I wanted to build my family if, you know, I got the opportunity to build a family. And um, yeah, then when, uh, when I met Nick pretty early on in our dating life, I, I told him, you know, I, this is how I, I feel that I want to build a family. Right. And his response was? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about adoption before. Um, you know, I was a 26-year-old guy and I hadn't really thought about kids in general. Um, at that point, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I actually um, uh, had some uh, adoptees in my uh, extended family, so I kind of grown up, you know, with these families around, and and it was just kind of they, they were just normal, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, right, right. So it wasn't like a completely out there idea. So yeah, so I think when Chloe um, said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to adopt. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's what I'm going to do. Like. Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, yeah, I, there's definitely parts of our journey where, you know, we'd be talking to people and, and we'd feel, you know, a little bit different, a little bit weird, or people would make us feel like we were so unique or, or um, this was such a surprising thing to do. Um, but really since being on this journey, there are a lot of adoptive families that we know mm -hmm. and we're so grateful for that and everyone's motivation to adopt is a little bit different mm -hmm. um, but we actually have met quite a lot of families who have adopted as their first choice mm -hmm. to build a family yeah. everyone who's kind of thinking about building a family you know there, there are different ways that you can do it if you have the opportunity to mm -hmm. to really discuss all of those options and so yeah when we're talking to 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 people now we you know we often say that even if you choose not to adopt or not to foster or not to build your family a different way, just having that conversation 
is really important and it can really strengthen your relationship and thinking, you know, how do we want to build a family? Do we even want to build a family? Is this even something that we want to do? And, um, and you know, we also have a few um, single friends who've chosen to adopt as well. Um, and, you know, they've discussed with friends and whether that's something that they want to do, how they want to build their family as well. In, in Hong Kong, actually, you know, we're really blessed with quite a, um, a strong adoption community here. You know, there's, there's, mm. um, there are a lot of adopted families, um, both, you know, within the church and outside of it. You know, people that I work with, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, have adopted or are adoptees themselves. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, just, I mean, each country, you know, has a different sort of relationship with adoption, you know, um, you know, you, you and me being Australians, there's a particular, you know, history with adoption there that um, is not always um, super positive. In, in Australia, you know, it's very difficult to adopt right now yeah. uh, in the States, um, whereas in, in the past it was you know, more common. But um, so if we were in Australia, it, it would be a bit you know, less common you know, to meet other uh, adopted families, you know, for, for our son, you know, he, he, uh, he's in school with other adopted kids and, um, you know, we know other adop adopted parents and, um, yeah, we, we, we are really grateful for that and for the resources, you know, there's adopted families of Hong Kong, um, and, uh, other, um, other support, you know, services and, um, groups and things around. Um, so yeah, that, that's super cool. Yeah, and this is a fascinating point because one of the findings that we discovered as we've gone through this pathway at the Vine is that role of a strong and vibrant community between families who adopt and, and people who have been involved in fostering. Uh, so, Chloe, you work with Mother's Choice, uh, an organization that supports vulnerable mothers and children as well, empowering families to care for those at risk. Uh, and in your desire to work with an organization like Mother's Choice, how has your experience as an adoptive parent allowed you to explore your response in this particular area? I felt like I had a call to, to work with children without families and also knew I wanted to adopt. And for me, it's kind of, you know, intentionally seeking out an organization who, who I, you know, believe that I can be aligned with in, in mm -hmm. my values. And, you know, there's a lot of organizations out there who are doing great work and supporting children, supporting families. Um, but, you know, one really special thing about Mother's Choice that drew me to Mother's Choice is that we're not just thinking about how can we provide for today? It's really about how do we break this cycle yeah. um, of children without families and teens facing a crisis pregnancy and struggling yeah. families and loneliness? And really, how do we get to the, to the root of that and see whole generations change? Um, and that's a really special, yeah, special thing to be a part of. So I've had the joy to be friends with you for a number of years now. And I've seen some of that journey, which you've both gone through in becoming parents. You know, there's been moments that which the community has celebrated with you as your family grew. But there's also been some challenges. Uh, as adoptive parents, what has been some of the joys and the difficult moments that you've encountered in this journey? In some ways, it's it's hard to kind of say or well, this is an adoptive parent joy versus mm. this is a parenting joy you know it's it's um there's so much joy in seeing our son you know, grow and uh, learn to learn to enjoy life and learn to enjoy doing fun things riding a bike you know doing a forward roll or pulling himself up on the playground and things like that 
and so those are kind of just I, I guess normal things you know right and, and uh, but you know adoption is many things right it's not it's not just one thing and you know there's always there's always loss involved in in adoption mm. um, you know so sometimes it's feeling joy about those things and also you know acknowledging that you know the child's birth parents you know miss out on seeing that you know miss out on growing with him you know and especially as he grows in understanding of what adoption is and learning that there is that loss you know for him and uh, you know and as parents you know part of the uh, part of the journey of adoption is you know walking with the child or children and helping them you know to walk that journey it's a very you know it's it's a different journey for each adoptee i think we've really learned a lot from adult adoptees talking about their experience yeah and um, and just wanting to yeah to help our son walk through that as he grows you know as much as possible to um to be a help in that i think we're at the you know four four and a half years old we're at the very beginning stages of you know questions and telling the truth and i think like any parent there's these things that you have to tell your child um, yeah. about you know when people get sick when people die and it's it's a very similar concept is you know we we want to be able to be as truthful as possible with our kids um, while still protecting their childhood. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of the some of the words that have come out of Afro's mouth, I mean, we're totally shocked at his profoundness yeah. and his yeah. level of depth in question answering, asking. And, yeah. um, and, you know, we really do have to, you know, kind of take, take a deep breath and, but also not hesitate when we're asking, answering his questions. Yeah. As I say, you know, I think we're, this is just the very, very beginning um, at age four years old. Right. Um, yeah. But I think it's those things that, that are really the challenges and just being reminded of what makes us a family is something that was really hard mm. um, to begin with. Yeah. But at the same time, we are so grateful <laughs> that we get to be a family. I mean, it's the most phenomenal privilege. Um, Mm. and um and walking with friends who've adopted well and you know we get to share like you know this is this is incredible like how you know we're so glad we didn't miss this or mm. we're so thankful that you know that we said yes to this um or that this was yeah. this is our our story right so in the previous podcast we've seen how scripture guides us as christians in the calling we have to provide a nurturing protective and caring environment for children to flourish and as Christians yourself, your faith has been a strong part of your own personal life. So I'm really curious to hear, how have you seen your faith become a tangible part of your journey as parents? You know, where have you seen or experienced God in walking this out? I think, you know, for us, we feel that, you know, God has given us the kind of peace and faith and courage one step at a time. And, and never more than one, <laughs> usually. Yeah. Um, the process of beginning an adoption is very process heavy. There's paperwork and you you meet this social worker and lots of these little steps along the way and, and little decisions along the way. You know, And even before that, you know, there's lots of little decisions along the way and mm. to even get to the point of saying, hey, we, we uh, definitely, we want to adopt. We're going to call social welfare department, you know, uh, or Mother's Choice or whoever it happens to be, you know, and, and uh, yeah, so we, 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 we really feel like um we've been you know the god has prepared us for those decisions and those meetings and those paperwork um you know one very much one step at a time and so it's it's like you know we we don't feel like we ever got like a, a, a booming voice from the sky saying 
yeah. you know, you will, <laughs> you will adopt and, and um, you know, these are the choices, you know, you'll, you'll, you know, this is the kind of, um, you know, needs you'll be open to and um, mm. it's the kind of child preference, you know, um, you know, you'll fill out on your um, very long child preference form. Um, when we, uh, when we sat down and we actually saw our child's paperwork for the first time, um, it sort of felt like, wow, this should be the most monumental faith <laughs> moment we've ever had. Like, we should be so full of courage. And yeah. it didn't feel like that. It just felt like, this is our kid. This is, yeah. like, honestly, it was just like, there, there is no decision to be made here. This is just 100% our child. And I think it's because God had given us these, like, tiny steps of faith yeah. and hope and courage along the way. That's amazing. And I love the, just the unconditionality of that as well, right? You know, you're going through that process and you, you know, God sort of like meets you at each of those individual steps and provides what you need, but also the heart that you guys have to, you know, love unconditionally to go into that process and to see, you know, where, where God delivers, you know, the, the child um, or the, or the, the, I guess the decisions um, that it's a space where you can trust him, um, but then also just express his love um, through, you know, the way that you interact with others as well. You guys have mentioned, you know, the word community several different times, uh, you know, as far as like the role of the community around you and, and how that's been a support. Uh, and one of the things that, you know, as we've explored this pathway on childhood development, even though we've looked at fostering adoption in a little bit more detail, you know, we recognize that this as a response is appropriate for some people, but it's also not necessarily the correct response for everybody who is interested in, you know, providing, you know, protection or a nurturing environment for children. Uh, so there is a role that we can all play, but that role, you know, is going to look different um, depending on our circumstances and where we feel like God's calling us. In response to that, what are some of the ways, you know, that your church family has supported you? Uh, and where do you think that the church can continue to support, you know, people like yourself or adoptive families in the journey that they go through? I, I think one of the really special things when actually with our, with our Vine small group um, about four years ago, there were, there were a few different couples. And at the same time, one couple was pregnant. One couple was, was trying to build a family through IVF. And then we were trying to adopt. And I feel like all three of us were actually really treated the same. And that was really special. You know, we really celebrated together as a community when our friends got pregnant. And we celebrated as a community when, when we were matched. And we, we didn't feel like there was, you know, a best option and then a second best option and then a kind of leftover option, right? We really felt celebrated um, going through that process and, and we would be asked about it and, and that was really important to be yeah. to be supported um even as we were you know thinking about it and and going through the ups and downs um of of that process yeah we completely agree that there is a role for everyone in either you know choosing to learn more about foster and adoption because that's what you think might be the way to build your family or because you know someone going through the process and you want to support them and there are so many ways that people can can really support we had a, a sweet way at, at our son's school yeah i mean there was a, a storybook that they were doing uh, in their zoom class it's a it's a very sweet story very you know good um good nature and well-intentioned but the the story wasn't reinforcing that uh, our child would always be our child right. uh, you know that uh, there's nothing that you know he can do or anything about him that would make us 
want to um, you know, send him back. Spoke with the principal of the school, um, who I have a good relationship with, and she said, oh, I understand where you're coming from. Um, we don't need to, de- to do that story anymore. Um, and, and she didn't make a big deal out of it. Wow. Um, you know, I felt very supported in that way. You know? you know, for her, it wasn't that there was anything bad about her intention in doing that, that story, but she hadn't had cause to think about it from the perspective of an adoptive family before. Um, and so I'm very thankful for her openness to thinking of it from an adoptive family perspective. Yeah. Another thing that we've that we really really believe in the value of is that we've been talking um, lately to um, you know a couple of different companies, and uh, in Hong Kong we actually have no um, statutory adoption leave. So if an employee and you know most people of working age um, are, are working for someone, and if someone decides I want to build my family through adoption, they actually get no days um, to. Uh, to welcome their child home. So there's, you know, there's protection for uh, maternity leave in Hong Kong. There's a little bit of paternity leave, not very much, um, but there's always possibility, you know, for, for companies to give more, that's just the minimum. Uh, but there's no protection at all for, for adoption leave. And so um, we've lately seen some companies really step out uh, and say, you know what, this is something that we can do. We can actually develop adoption leave policies for our company so that if somebody does want to adopt, we're going to be there to support them. We're going to let them have the time that they might need for for different interviews, just like you might have for prenatal appointments. Um, And we're going to recognize that adoption is an equally wonderful way to build a family. Just just picking up on a couple of those threads there, you know, it's fascinating to see that, you know, there's both the need to kind of like normalize the the sense of adoption being part of, you know, a genuine uh, family unit, right? And that we should see and celebrate that in the same way as we would a biological family unit, Uh, whilst also recognizing that, you know, the the narrative that so many of us have just become very used to or grown up in um, necessarily doesn't uh, include, uh, you know, that different um, approach, right? So there's this need to both normalize, but then also recognize the difference and um, that there's ways that we can kind of like uh, create space for families um, who are doing the adoptive option to to grow, to, you know, to have the space that they need to, to be able to support the, their family. Um, some of the ideas that you shared there were very kind of like practical, tangible ways which people can respond. Um, but, you know, I think part of that journey of also, you know, giving space for people to to grow as a family and to recognize the role that adoption plays it also comes out about how we speak this, the language that we use um, towards, you know, both in our own circles, but then how we engage with adoptive parents and adoptive children. Well, what are some of the, I guess, the insights that you could share with us when it comes to language? What, what uh, can the church community do when it comes to adoptive families and the way they interact with them? Yeah, I think there's, um, there's uh, a lot that, um, that we can say uh, that can really support or, or tear down adoptive families and, and adoptive persons as well. You know, one of the things that adult adoptees that we that we've learned from adult adoptees is they say you know people say to them your parents must be amazing and you know they they might have had a good childhood they might have had a good experience but but also you know their parents probably aren't amazing actually all the time that might be how they feel about their parents in that moment or in that season um and it's also recognizing you know by saying your parents must be amazing is essentially saying you're a lot of trouble you better be grateful or yeah you yeah you should be grateful or no nobody else would have done this for you 
And that's something that I think is really important and we're really aware of, especially, you know, when our child was like one, when he was two years old, that kind of comment would go over his head. Now that is not going over his head. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it's really hard to respond when even someone says like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I don't know what you're thanking me for. Right. So I think that's something that's, that's just important to recognize um, for kids. I think when it comes to the church as well, um, you know, we, we don't, we think adoption is a, is a wonderful way to build a family, um, but we don't believe it's a solution to everything. And as a church, you know, we also have to be really be thinking about, you know, um, this whole conversation is about supporting adoptive families and maybe supporting the foster families. Um, but really, you know, how are we supporting struggling families who might need to make yeah. a decision yeah. um, to choose adoption for their child or, or whose children may be removed from them and, and placed in the foster system for some reason. Um, and that's something that we feel really strongly about, um, that, uh, that we're not just um, kind of taking the, adoption is very beautiful and there's this very redemptive, stunning story that is, you know, just paralleled with the gospel. Um, and, uh, and it's very beautiful. Um, but as a church, we also really need to step into the, the difficult sides of it and, and the reasons why children need adopting in the first place and, and be thinking about how are we supporting families yeah. Um, yeah. as well. This is, it's really interesting because this really kind of like takes this idea of, you know, Chloe, you mentioned this idea, this redemptive story, and it takes it, you know, you know, kind of like the macro view, it takes us away from like that singular focus on, you know, the, the, the point of adoption and makes it about like this idea of like, how do we actually redeem people? Like, how do we redeem the family? How do we redeem the parents? How can we as a church um, and as believers, you know, play a role um, that is redemptive across, you know, uh, everybody who's involved in that space? Um, and it's, it's certainly important, I think, to, to look at it from that, from that perspective. You know that adoption and fostering is one, you know, particular point um, in that timeline, but it's not the beginning, and it's certainly not the end um, of that journey. Thank you so much um, for just being open to share some of this journey that you've, um, you know, both taken personally, um, but then also, you know, just the the way that you've led the community, um, you know, within the Vine, but also within Hong Kong, um, Chloe, for your work, um, you know, and some of the things that you both do with adoptive uh, families of Hong Kong as well um, so thank you so much for the time and uh, we appreciate it yeah thank yeah, you nathan thanks, thanks, thanks for having us yeah. this conversation is part of our missions pathway on childhood development you can access this and other sessions on our website thevine.org.hk missions as well as other resources which can help equip you to live missionally by connecting your faith with the knowledge to influence systems of injustice and share the gospel